Golden Spiral Media presents The Devil You Know, a Constantine podcast. Episode 10, The Saint of Last Resorts, Part 2. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Devil You Know, a Constantine podcast where we discuss that NBC show about your favorite exorcist and mine, John Constantine. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm under the weather. This is Joe Zettelmeyer. You may notice that my voice has a deep, sultry tone to it. That is because I have coughed myself, silly, and... uh yeah, I promise you it really is me. My voice just sounds weird. I like it, though. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. We've had a nice long hiatus. I yes, hope you have. all enjoyed your holiday break from all episodes of new television. We're sure that you've listened to our hilarious uh, mid-season podcast episode. Well, I don't know if it was hilarious, hilarious. but I had fun making it. It and was a lot of fun. Going down to the uh, mill house mm. with a hundred of our friends or so, having a giant <laughs> It's party. weird. There were a lot more of them at the beginning. When we left, it was just Tony and I. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> still. No, that was fun. And this episode, we're, uh, we're back with... The Saint of Last Resorts, part two, the conclusion to the mid-season cliffhanger. And uh, Joe, what did you think? You know, uh, I liked it. I admit that I liked uh, The Saint of Last Resorts, part one, better. Okay. But I still thought it was good. I, it, it's definitely uh, um, among the, you know, I, I've kind of divided the, the season of Constantine into the good episodes and the bad episodes. Sure. And this is still firmly in the good episodes category. Very firmly. It's just I thought it would have been hard to top the last episode. The last episode was spectacular. It was absolutely great. Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree. I liked this episode a lot. I do think that it was uh, uh, it ranked a little bit lower for me than the last one. But me too. still, uh, it's a, it was a great episode of Constantine. And so I do want to mention this episode uh, was written by uh, Mark Verheiden, who also wrote The Devil's Vinyl. Easily one of my favorite episodes. Right. Well, we were talking. That's one of the ones that started the uptick of, of quality in terms of writing and characterizations and, Agreed. and all that stuff. So, Good on you, Mark Verheiden. Yeah, nice work. And it was directed by Romeo Tyrone, who I thought did a nice job a with very, it. Oh, this was one of the strongest directed episodes. It had a very cinematic feel to it, like, it a, like really film. It really did, and I really enjoyed. I mean, a couple of those shots, the great slow reveal of, of John's um, massacring of the the gang yep. members and stuff. Some really great shots. No, I, I, I liked that stuff a lot. I was a big fan of the uh, special effects involved in The Tempter. He was great. That the Influenche special effects were cool awesome. Cool as hell. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right to news then, Joe. Let's do it to it. News. Da, 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 dee, dee. This is Walter Cronkite with your Constantine Podcast News. <laughs> so, the ratings, Joe, this episode. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, womp, we did womp, not womp, womp. get the uptick that I think everyone was hoping for with a move to 8 p.m. Nope. And with the second half of a great cliffhanger, yep. two-parter. And it, it, it breaks my heart because this was one of their strongest episodes. And Yeah, and we they, they were down a little bit. Uh, the thing that I read said they were down about 20%. Yeah. 
Which is unfortunate. It is. But, uh, and we also, you know, the, the NBC execs, the, the second part of the news, yeah. is the NBC execs up to this point have been fairly positive about the show is still in running for a second season. Mm-hmm. We got a few news articles over the break but it's, uh, that, that were a little less than that. Yep. The, the, the phrase I came up with is NBC now stands for not backing Constantine. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, one of the producers said, we jumped on the superhero bandwagon and Constantine, you know, he's been around for 30 years of episodes, but he's not the flash. He's not the flash. And that was, that was what they said. And they were, they, yeah. they, they were, she, she, I can't remember her name right now, but she was quoted as saying they were disappointed in the live numbers. Yep. Which I get, but gosh, there's so many people DVRing and, and that's the thing. Yeah. If, viewing now. if you look at the numbers in the DVR, it's huge. But, but we'll see. So, not super positive news toward season two. But you know what, Joe? If all we get is four more episodes of this, I'm going to enjoy them. Uh, you and me both, sir. You more and me both. would be great, but I'm going to enjoy what comes. Absolutely. Because I still think there's story this season to be told. I want to find out what's going on more. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And uh, with that said, I think we're. That's it for news, yeah? Yeah, that's really all we've got. Let's slide into some other uh, segments, uh, including feedback. Who doesn't love feedback? My name is John Constantine. Here's where you can reach me. Something big's on its way. I'm using that feedback segue despite (laughs) one of our feedback messages. (laughs) (laughs) Of course... um, There's probably one person who knows what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, And that's because we, I do want to mention, we did get, thank you very much, some iTunes reviews. We got a couple more wonderful iTunes reviews uh, from a few people, including one from El Blue. El Blue. El Blue. Thank you very much for uh, your five-star iTunes uh, rating. And the headline is a great podcast. Who says the gentlemen who do the podcast come to the table with two things essential to this kind of podcast, knowledge and enthusiasm. And, and a lot and of scotch. Also, my, oh, my, my beard. I have a, I have a great beard. I, you know what? Mine is not as great as Tony's, but, but I've, I've, I've definitely rocked the beard. <laughs> uh, but he did say then when they're talking about the show or even the comics, they're passionate and the podcast sings. We sing. It sings, Joe. But when they're trying to be funny, everything crashes to a halt, and the segues are terrible, really terrible. Still, it's a great podcast, worth, well worth anyone's time, and the enthusiasm is contagious. <laughs> so thank you, El Blue. I'm sorry you didn't like the, the, the segues. I'll work on them. We'll see. I don't know. I will not work on being less funny. I, <laughs> less funny is not going to be hard. What? Um, the, the, you know, I can hear everything you say, Tony. I forgot. So... <laughs> Yes, I'll work on some of the segues, but I'm keeping that feedback segue because it's got John Constantine's voice in it, and I like it. <laughs> he, you've got a little crushy crush on Matt Ryan. You can just admit it. We, it's not even little. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, we also got an iTunes review from Titan Big Red, who said, I like this Constantine cast. It's my favorite one. It's not Constantine, though. It's Tyne like Turpentine. And Titan Big Red, I'm with you. And I remember that was the thing that happened. Yep. Was he told everybody he he constantine uh, you know that that was it it was constantine like that's how i uh, until this show that is how i've always pronounced it and you know i went with it because that's the way the producers and uh, decided that it was 
pronounced. Yep. And so I put it in the category of, listen, it's an adaptation of the comics, an adaptation of the character in the world. And, you know, they didn't call him, you know, Juanita Constantinata and <laughs> make it some woman who just goes around waving across at things. So it's close enough to the comic where I was like, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly That was a mean. strange example, but you know what I mean? You went a little like, tangential, but it's all it, right. It, 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 the, the adaptation of it is close enough and they're honoring it. So if they decided in this iteration of the character, it's Constantine. Uh, Who are we cool. to argue? Sure. Make it a good show and stick, hold true to the, to the heart of the, the, the character and the comics. Uh, and I'll be happy with that. Amen. But I'm with you because I fully expected Titan Big Red for them to pronounce it that way. I was honestly but, quite shocked in the first episode. So I was like, oh, oh, oh Constantine. Shifty okay. eye, shifty eye. Okay. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, the final um, new iTunes review we got was by the Ebony Avenger. Ebony Avenger, thanks for your uh, five-star rating. We appreciate it. The two hosts, Tony and Joe, do an entertaining job of taking us through each episode. Tongue-in-cheek approach. They give us a very good detailed analysis while making it fun. See, we're fun. We knew El it. Blue. We knew it. <laughs> the time passes by too quickly. Uh, so thanks for those, you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Anybody else, if you're listening and want to leave a review on iTunes, that's great. We appreciate it. We also got a little feedback on Facebook from Peter Lamb, who um, wanted to let everybody know. And if you're not on our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash groups oh, right. slash the, the devil, devil you know. know. And Peter is working to get the fandom of Grimm watching Constantine as well to try and boost the ratings. And he also listed a bunch of the Twitter feeds for some folks that it might be worth contacting to try to let them know how much you want a season two. Uh, some of the producers, some of the NBC folks, stuff like that. So check it out on the Facebook page and support Peter's cause. Also... In terms of feedback, we got some in the email. But of course we did. Uh, we, of course, uh, it would not be an episode of The Devil You Know without hearing from our good pal, Bayou Shaman. How's it going, buddy? The Shaman is back. We love you, buddy. All right. Oh, I am not going to scream like that again. My voice is not up to it. Good plan. Yep. Uh, and what we get from Bayou Shaman today, greetings to you, masters of the macabre. <laughs> See, the, the voice is good for some things. Right. It is I, Bayou Shaman, back from a refreshing holiday break with Krampus, terrorizing children all over the globe. If you do not know who Krampus is, take a look, because it's hilarious. <laughs> so, on to the conclusion of The Saint of Last Resorts. First off, the Invunche was no less creepy up close. I love what they did with that thing. The way its hips swivel around when it moves, the, it's no, non face this was an exemplary work by the fx team what a way to get the to start the episode and get the ball rolling man i could not agree more and that was one of my concerns going into this one as i was like oh boy they established the invunche really well at the very end of the last episode can they keep it up the right. answer was yep sure sure did the pazuzu possession was a clever idea but like all of john's doomed to failure from the onset accurate very <laughs> accurate I would have it would have been nice to have two or three days before it took hold, but things don't ever work out like that for Constantine. 
Dean, Constantine. The possession drives the rest of the episode with full speed ahead. I really enjoyed seeing Zed escape her captor and make her way down to Mexico. Of course, for all her vaunted Spanish-speaking skills, she never once had to translate anything. You know, I mean, there was some sort of translation going on when she took off her bra, but, you know, that may have been a different thing. Every scene... (laughs) (laughs) You heard me. Every scene with Zed makes me like her more and more, and her interactions with Anne-Marie were gold, especially the first one in the chapel where she laid the verbal smackdown. I agree. This, I, I, I feel the exact same way. I was rooting for Zed from the get-go, but I just wasn't sure. But the more I see her, the more... Uh, Angelica, I just love you, and I think you're great, and I think your take on Zed is proving to be more and more fun every episode. All of John's scenes with Manny in this episode stand out, especially the prison scene. Yup. Which mm-hmm. was a tour de force for both actors, with Matt Ryan really evoking the depths of John's fractured psyche and hidden emotional depth. And it gave us uh, it gave us the term cloud huggers, which I relish. Yes. Yeah. No, all of the stuff with Manny this week was really... And it's interesting because it's not like traditionally moving the story forward, but it gave us, I think, great insight into who these characters are. Right, which is one of the things that's nice to have happen because for the first few episodes, there was very little of that, and I think that didn't help it. Yep. You know, people wanted to know more about the characters, and it was pretty light on that to start. I agree. So I'm glad that it's improving. I dig the recording of exorcisms in 50 different languages just in case. Sounds like something John Constantine would do. It really, really does. Anne-Marie. Oh, Annie. Such a broken girl. I am glad she came to her senses to get John uh, and the gang back out of prison and the naked bio-location trick was fun yes it sure was very fun actually laughed out loud when they did it we get these glimpses in both episodes of the real Anne marie hiding behind the nun habit and in the end she forgives herself finds her faith and saves constantine from the demon since i was really hoping for the demon blood to be introduced in what would have been a perfect time i have to knock down my rating a bit on this it was a great episode, and Taken with Part 1 tells a grand story, and uh, I give it one. Uh, I give it 8.5 out of 10 some, some uh, ceremonial Tibetan purbas. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Uh, I, could, I couldn't just pick one quote of the week, so I'll give you both. The first one was, It will be when I'm done with her, Zed to Chaz, referring, regarding Anne-Marie. Uh, and this was a great one. Uh, I'm John Constantine. I'm, I do stupid in spades. John to Manny in the prison scene. Yup. As always, your faithful fellow lunatic, Bayou Shaman. P.S. Does the theme song remind anyone else of Tales of the Crypt or is it just me? I will tell you this. It did not remind me of the Tales of the Crypt until you said that. And now that's all (laughs) I can hear. There you go. That's funny. Thanks, Bayou Shaman. You rock, sir. We also got feedback from Juhi Lindley. Yes. Uh, who said, hi, Tony and Joseph. Happy New Year. I'm so excited that Constantine is finally back. This also means that I get to look forward to more of your weekly podcasts. Oh, you. Oh, uh, well, thanks. Just a full disclosure here. I don't know anything about the comic book lore, and my husband and I decided to give the show a try after seeing the repeated promos during Sunday Night Football. I'd seen the Keanu movie, which made me curious about the TV show. I know you guys don't like that movie, but it was part of the reason that got me interested in the show. No uh, judgment. Totally fine. Yep. This show quickly became our favorite, and it's one of the only shows we actually watch on a regular basis really hoping it doesn't get canceled yeah i think a lot of us are in that hope boat but we'll see what happens the hope boat as for this episode i thought this was a great way to start the season back although it wasn't without its problems in my opinion what i liked met ryan's superb performance even his drooling yeah i thought he was great in this there was a lot of saliva in this episode great john and Anne marie's interactions the gang is finally all back together also made even better by having Anne marie in the team almost wish 
douched. She was a regular. I did too, and I'll talk about that later. Yes, indeed. Chaz's goofy smile he gives Zed when he makes it into the Mexican prison by starting a fight with the guards. Loved it. Great moment. Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Right. Right? Out of nowhere. Like, wait, what? <laughs> very funny. The scene between John and Anne-Marie right before John gets drugged up, it was very poignant and made me wish that they could be together. It was nice. Chaz coming back to life in a body bag. It made me laugh. Yeah, here. It was great. What I didn't care for. What was Manny's deal? He doesn't want to help. Then he wants to help. Couldn't he have frozen time and helped him out before John invited the demon inside if he really wanted to help? Mm, yeah, maybe. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. I was somewhat confused by Anne Marie's almost hostile attitude towards John after the last episode. I thought the last episode ended with her having a better understanding of John and her own guilt over being the one to have introduced him into the occult scene. It just felt like any progress made in the last episode never happened. Hmm, interesting. Cool. I have some similar thoughts on that as well. Zed's storyline. What was the point of this whole resurrection crusade last episode? Was it there just to create a cliffhanger? It seemed to have served a little purpose apart from that. The resolution was too easy and neat. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I personally completely agree with it. I, I do think that it sets up the resurrection crusade coming back. Um, and I sort of expect that the one of the next things that we'll see is them continuing to try to get Zed and or, or that's what I hope if not if it goes away that fast I, I'll be disappointed but I, I find it hard to believe they they will just eliminate it right I, I choose to think you're right yeah but I do agree the the sort of quick here's a cliffhanger whoop okay everything's better uh, sort of solution felt a little abrupt yeah um, no real progress made on the whole rising darkness thing this sounds so silly can they start calling this something else and they, we sort of do now right we know it's the brujeria the, we do know Am that I saying it's that the I believe so um, I would love it if they started calling it something like sexy dance party well, yeah, yeah. That would be actually, John, what are we going to do about the sexy dance party? That's what I'm saying. The Brujeria are throwing a giant sexy dance party. It's a whole different show, if <laughs> that's the, the case. Most dangerous sexy dance party the world's seen in centuries. That show would get renewed for season two. I think so. <laughs> um, it felt a bit like they were trying to cram too many things at times, like introducing this new villain who lasts like five minutes, the snake dude, whatever his name was, and Zed and Marie have this catch-up conversation at the mill house that felt forced. Even my husband was like, is this really the best time to have this let's catch-up conversation? <laughs> yes, I can't disagree, although I really liked the snake guy who we'll talk about later, and I'm hoping we see more of that. Uh, overall, I thought it was a great episode, although not as strong as the last i'd give it 8.5 out of 10 ripped off arms looking forward to another great episode of the podcast and more constantine <laughs> Woo! yay thank you very funny <laughs> um I, we got one more i'm gonna read uh, but i i agree with juhi lindley on a lot of that stuff yeah me too uh, but I'm hoping for resolutions to some of those things, and I'm looking forward to, because you know they introduced the Resurrection Crusade, and eventually John's going to have to tackle it. I mean, I, I sure hope so. Yeah, uh, well, and they had the conversation. He doesn't even know that all that happened yet. Right, very good right? point. So that's, you know, Anne-Marie's telling her, uh, Zed, yeah, no, if you're going to be here, you, now's the time. Let him know. Right. Right? So, right? Isn't that what she was doing? She was also, uh, she said, get out now. She said, I wish someone had said that to me. <gasps> yes. Back in the day. Yes, you're right. Get out now. Yep. Yep. And so we'll see. Uh, I, I think we expect that Zed won't get out. Um, and I hope that we see the Resurrection Crusade stuff happen. Oh, we better. Yeah. So, Platinum Chimney, who, by the way, 
fabulous screen name. Now I want a platinum chimney. <laughs> Hello, fans of Constantine and Hellblazer. I think The Saint of Last Resorts Part 2 was one of the best episodes yet, but I'll try to keep this short. I loved so much about this episode, especially John and Anne-Marie parting on better terms after she'd recently left him for dead. One thing I don't quite understand, though, is why the Invunche left John alone after the demon was inside him. Could it sense its power and knew it was pointless to fight the demon? Or does hell have power over creatures like Invunche? I haven't read too far into Hellblazer, so my knowledge is basically limited to issues 1 through 11 and what we've seen so far in the show. Lastly, I don't know about everyone else out there, but I was very surprised when Zed escaped seemingly quite easily. When she was taken by the crusade, I thought John would have to go and find her, like the early Hellblazer story, and that the second half of the season might center around the crusade as well as the rising darkness. Until next week, Platinum Chimney. Yes, I think that the whole uh, Invunche thing, which... I don't disagree with was was um, solved rather quickly. It was an awesome creature, and I would have loved to see. I would have loved to have seen it stick around a little longer. Well, and I think you know, I'm I'm certainly hopeful. In the comic books, the Invunche is uh, a creature of the Brujaria. And hopefully when we see more of them, I'd love it if we saw more of the Invunche. That's a great point. It, it, it's gone temporarily, but he didn't kill it. It just it scoped sure off did. into the sewers. Yep. So that baby's still around. And oh, oh, see what I did there? You just said that baby. Mm. For those of you who do not know what the Invunche is, take a look it up because that's a little that's bit of a, a nasty creature made Ooh. out of baby parts. Tortured so babies that is how you That just came out of my mouth and I'm not taking it back. Um, the, but I do think that, yes, I think the... You know, he, he, John basically let the first of the fallen, Pazuzu, yes? I don't know. That or, no, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Manny was talking about the first of the fallen, but. Right. Pazuzu is a uh, demon prince unto himself. Yes. And he let Pazuzu in, mm-hmm. and the Invunche is far below Pazuzu on the pecking order. So I think, yes, what happened was uh, the, the Invunche recognized a fellow demon. Uh, and not only a fellow demon, but one who was far above him in power and authority. Right. And backed away and went off to do other things. Yeah. And so I bought that. I would have loved for it to have taken a little longer to get through, but I, or, or to have seen him more. But I suppose if we'd done that, John would have died or whatever. We just would have eaten him or something. Right. Uh, there's other ways. He could have made it a pet. Who knows? But, you know. I was still waiting for this episode to start with a new the, – the show is now called Chaz. Right, chairs, chairs, chairs. Whole new opening sequence. Chaz, 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 the chaz, opening chaz. sequence is just all the the many resurrections of Chaz. <laughs> oh boy! So that's the feedback. Thanks everybody for all of that. Uh, let's keep on going with our episode discussion. Joe. Let's do it to it. Dun, dun, dun. The devil, you know. We, I'm going to give this episode uh, an 8, Joe, a solid 8, not 8.5, not 9, not 9.5, but an 8, because I liked it a lot. I liked last week's better, um, but I really enjoyed this one, and I'm giving it uh, an 8 scar, uh, seared, sar, scarred, what? Seared scar, right? I'm giving it 8 seared scars, um, and that's... 
what I gave it. I also I was, I was going it. with an S theme. I almost went eight slithery snakes sliding away, but I couldn't come up with an S to finish it. That's close to what I was going to go with. Uh, what I decided, I also decided to give this episode an eight. A uh, lot of stuff I liked. A lot of stuff I liked. But I had issues with the beginning. I had issues with the way that they took everything that was kind of interesting and terrifying about the cliffhanger from the previous episode and diffused it within a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, so I gave this episode eight snakes in a suit. Eight snakes in a suit. Oh, that's better than what mine was. Seared scars is good, but snakes in a suit is better. Yeah, what are you going to do? I liked that guy. I did too, the tempter. So we've talked about the opening uh, and one, uh, already – uh, via some of the feedback stuff. Any more thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, we just, we see John deal with the scenario very, very quickly. Uh, I was happy to see the Invunche. There was a part of me that was like, so seriously, all the Invunche does is bite him and then hiss and walk away. I mean, I get that he was scared of Pazuzu, but I was kind of like, oh, really wanted to see Invunche do something more. Yeah, yeah. Other than just bite him. Well, and the thing that I liked following that, um, I mean, I sort of did enjoy watching John punch the thing in the head over. Though. That was cool. <laughs> but I really liked the scene with John and Manny down yeah, there. Yeah, that was the best part of the opening. Yeah, I absolutely. Manny comes in and just says, what the hell are you doing? Just reads him the riot act. It was great. And just, and makes some really legitimate points. He's like, you seriously turned to the devil without even asking right, me. Right, you didn't I was ask right here. Help. You didn't ask for help. Right. And, you know, now, to be fair, it was only a little while ago that Manny said, uh, look, these are the rules. Right. You know, but also we just had an episode where Manny broke some rules yep. because there was a fallen angel who Manny had to take care of. And Manny at least bent some things. Well, and I feel like there, there were some of the expressions going on in John's face that kind of felt like, uh you're right. I really did not think this through. Right. I right. maybe could have. Well, and Manny called him on. Man, you know, Manny <laughs> said exactly that. He was like, what I think is you did this stupid thing to save your sorry ass without thinking of the consequences. Yep. That's what I think happened. And yeah, I think that's partly true. Yep. You know, um, but still, I, I like where it took us. Uh, and I did like that. Then John was possessed by a demon. Yes. And I thought Matt Ryan played that really well. Boy, that was half of the fun of this episode was watching John's uh, or watching Matt Ryan's performance as possessed John. Right. So then let's uh, jump to Zed's brief storyline on her own. Because, boy, brief uh, is the word, right? man. Then we go to Zed, who's basically in a van. Yep. Being driven back to her dad. To her papa. She yeah. has a little vision of, of Anne-Marie uh, Anne in a cave cowering in fear. Yep. Right? Which all, is like, all nunned up. All nunned up. Uh, and we all go, what does that mean? <laughs> We're sure we'll understand it later because right. we always do. Right. Yeah, that was honestly one of my biggest issues with this episode was the stuff with Anne-Marie, or I'm sorry, not with Anne-Marie, what was said in the very beginning. Where, and I mean, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure we're going to see the Resurrection Crusade come back. Yeah. We'd have to. But again, that's what it felt like to me is we'd really established this fun, interesting thing going on with Zed in the previous episode. And then it just kind of felt like, well, let's just get rid of that for now. I was yeah. like, oh, but it, did, it did have that feel. Now, and so she, of course, she, you know, she breaks free. She sticks the guy with his own needle and, and takes off and leaves uh, the body and the drugged up guy there and just takes the van. And right. then a little bit later, we see somebody driving around looking for her. Yep. And she's hiding, you know, in a parking lot, talking to Chaz on the phone and makes her way down 
to Mexico. The old Mexico yeah. way. Very quickly. I mean, time sort of did a little time jump there. Oh, yeah. You know, um, in terms of, uh, but I guess that's okay. In terms of like actual, it takes you a little longer to get on a plane, get a plane, get on a plane, get there. More stuff had to have Quiet happened you. in Mexico. But, <laughs> you know, not to mention if, if they're searching for, aren't they looking at the airports now? Like, oh, she got away. Let's go watch the airports. But. Quiet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And well, and before then, we also, Chaz ends up meeting up with John, helping John out of the sewer. And John confesses everything that has happened to Chaz. And yeah. Uh, confesses that John's John's get out of jail card in this point can't get it get out of jail card mm-hmm. is he is going to try and perform a self exorcism, which is about as difficult as it comes. And Chad or Chad Chaz definitely has that moment of like, are you are you serious with us right now? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. So what ends up happening is John has pushed away Chaz and is trying to take care of this thing on his own. Next we see John. He has done a bad bad thing. He done a bad, bad thing. Right. And I, this was, again, one of those uh, I talked about it earlier. I loved the, the cinematography in this with and, and the whole it idea. It was beautifully shot. The, just the idea of the storyline of, oh, for a little bit, he lost control and, oh, may have massacred a street gang. Right. You know, well, that's police one of the things, everywhere. That was great. One of the things John establishes is that uh, Pazuzu is going to, is all Pazuzu has to do is wait that there's a ticking time clock going down and that eventually, in a matter of days, Pazuzu will be able to take complete possession of John. Right. And John is trying to get him out before then. Unfortunately, what happens is Pazuzu's a lot stronger than John even initially realized. Mm-hmm. And Pazuzu reacts to being threatened. And it's it, we're given the impression that the street gang threatened John and Pazuzu took care of it the way only Pazuzu can Pazudu. Right. Oh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> so John hulked out. You don't want to make him angry. Nope. And, and they did. Lots of dead folks. <laughs> he winds up going to prison uh, where the British consul, which makes sense. Right. The whole British consulate thing happens. And the guy shows up and John is, you know, John, not polite at nope. all. Uh, and then... He, John really thought that he'd be able to get out of jail quickly. Uh, did not seem to understand that killing a bunch of uh, Mexican street gang members will actually keep you in jail for a while. Right, right. Well, and I loved that um, once we, and I'm skipping a little bit, but I loved that it was just a little bit later where we find out that this guy is in the pocket. Of the tempter. Of the tempter, who knows exactly what's going on. And the brujeria and the tempter, everybody's working together to bring the rising darkness about. I mean, that's what I like. The, the rising darkness is bringing people together. Right. Is that nice? You know. In a lot of ways. Like, Anne-Marie came back. Our team was, you know, as much as we wanted the Resurrection Crusade thing to continue with Zed, I did like that in this episode, Joe, we talked oh about all the God. time, we got to see John, Chaz, and Zed working together. For the, You know what? I'm just going to admit it. I like Scooby gangs. I like them. I do too. And I have been waiting for this group to become a Scooby gang for a while now, and this was the first episode where it's like, okay, there we go. Yep. I mean, and it we, was mentioned in the feedback that um, I, I think it was Juhi Lindley who said sh- she wanted to see Anne-Marie stick around longer. It might have been somebody else. but Tony and I felt the exact I same agree. way. I would love to see her come back and take up residence with the gang. I personally feel, you know, like, yeah, we're forming a, a gang, a, a Scooby gang, and I thought... 
both with Anne-Marie's history with John and kind of bringing a spiritual aspect to it beyond having an, an angel on the team, but kind of a mortal spiritual connection. Absolutely, especially now that she knows John has, as Zed put, put it, an angel on speed dial. Right. Um, what that does to her faith and what the whole episode did to her faith uh, in terms of solidifying it, but also pointing out that there's a lot of stuff going on right now that could use help. Uh, I would love to see her come back more often and be, I have no idea if that's in the plans uh, and I in some ways doubt it, but I, w- I wish it was. Right. And, I, and if I'm being totally honest, I just love the actress who's playing Anne-Marie. I think oh, she's absolutely. great. I think the character is great. Producers, if season two ends up happening, knocking on wood, please hear our words. And make Anne-Marie part of the team. Yeah, bring her back. We like her very much. And it's funny because the comic book is so much more about John as a solo instrument. Right. But. Well, let's be honest. In the comic book, Anne-Marie is quite different. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the way this is going, though, with him heading up the team. Yep. So that's my thought on that. So then um, Chaz and Zed meet up. Right. Well, and, and it's Zed's Zed points out there, you know, they're having trouble figuring out where the heck John is. Right. Because they don't know that he is in Mexican prison, which I gather from this episode, getting in and out of Mexican prison is apparently a piece of cake. It seems a lot easier than it should. Boy, I mean, at what, like, do they do they give out day passes? It's like, well, I just don't feel like being in prison today. So you guys cool if I just, just take a walk? Right, there was a whole line of people there for conjugal visits. Right. Like, yeah, I don't really know anybody here, but I'm just in the mood for some making out. So anybody in the prison, you know, just line up. What the, you know, a little prison cuddling. What's that? Little... <laughs> Um, so, so, but Zed realizes that Anne-Marie was able to track down John before using by location. Yep. So by God, let's bring Anne-Marie back into the fold. Absolutely. And it's interesting because when they do, Anne-Marie thinks John's dead. Right. They, they, Chaz comes in and she doesn't even have to turn around. She just says, you're a good friend, Chaz. Yep. I know this, you know, she's waiting to be yelled at for killing John. Uh, and that being said, I did find everyone, including John, awfully forgiving of the fact that she put a bullet in his gut and left him to be, you know, demon food. Yes. And he meant, he, he referred to it. He did. But he was the only one. <laughs> like, it, did, it just kind of felt like I was like, oh, that's our Anne-Marie shooting people in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was the feeling from Chaz and John both. Yeah, he had that coming, though. <laughs> like, Probably. He's done some stuff, <laughs> you know. And so I think, yeah, I mean, if she'd shot him a second time, that might have been crossing the line. Right. But one good gut shooting, maybe they're even now. You know, well, Tony, you're, you're a much more forgiving person than I am. I feel like <laughs> if someone shot me in the gut, I'd, I'd have a lot of things to work through. Well, we continue to find the differences between <laughs> us over the course of the podcast, Joe. Uh. <laughs> so they use, Anne-Marie uses her powers and... Uh, finds John, who's currently brokering a deal with Julio. Indeed. Yep. Which down I, at the schoolyard. was nice. Down at the schoolyard. <laughs> and Julio down in the schoolyard. <laughs> and I, I liked um, the whole thing with Julio and the gang inside because it gave us one more chance for John to actually try to do the right thing. Yep. And st- convince the gang, look, 
you don't want to kill me, but it's not because you don't want to kill me. It's because bad things are going to happen to you. Right. Well, yeah, Julio completely betrays John, takes him down to the what they think is the little chapel area, and it turns out the remaining members of the gang are there to mess John up. It's the beaten room. Right. Yep. Every prison's got one. Right. And And John, you know, Pazuzu hulks out. Yep. And there we go. Yep. That's when you see the pools of blood start going out from underneath the door, you pretty much have figured out what happened. Right. It did not. And then the next thing we know, John is basically in charge of the prison. So after the beatdown of the gang members, right. John wakes up in the prison yard. Yep. Looks around and everybody's like, uh, that dude is possessed. Don't right. go near him. He's right? the real deal. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he gets up and basically <laughs> proclaims his leadership of the, of the, you know how the gang used to run things and not anymore, right? <laughs> it's all, it's John's show now. Right. Julio comes over and apologizes, cowering, please don't eat me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Anne-Marie shows up with her projection to John. Julio gets more afraid because yep. uh, a ghost, tries to touch the ghost, ghost and goes right just her. appears, right? Uh, and Anne-Marie fills in John on the Chaz and Zed plan. Uh, and she says she's going to pray for him and then disappears. <sighs> then we get to watch the great scene. Of Zed and Chaz <laughs> getting into the prison. Easily my favorite part of the episode. Oh, really? So, Oh, my God. I loved it. I laughed. I thought it was so funny. Uh, I was I, a little bit like, oh, I, here we go with the uh, poor actress has to play. Now I'm hooker. You know, that part of it felt a little, but on the flip side, She's also part con man right. and uses what she's got. And we get a little bit of backstory. She says she grew up next to a prison like this. Right. Uh, she knows what to do and she comes in working her thing. And then it's funny because it sort of doesn't even work. She winds up paying the guard off anyway. Right. Like, uh, here's some money. Just let me in. But what really made the scene sing for me was <laughs> Chaz's attempt to get into the prison. Right. That goes badly so quickly, but exactly as he intended it to. Yeah. As he he tries. He, hey, you know, I'm trying. I'm here to see. Uh, Somebody, uh, anyone, anyone speak English? Uh, <laughs> just out of hell with it. Oh, <laughs> just slugs the guard. Yeah. And which, to be fair, when Charles Halford hits someone, uh, Halford, sorry, uh, the dude's like nine and a half feet tall. Right. Yeah. He's massive. Bad things happen. But then he's getting dragged in. <laughs> the smile just gives her that ridiculous smile. Here we go. <laughs> Covered in Game blood. Game on. <laughs> look, it is. It's almost say, look, look, I got in too. <laughs> Before then, we also have a moment uh, where we see uh, the British consulate dealing with somebody. Yes. With an unusual accent. We're not sure who this gentleman is. Right. Um, But the consulate assures him that he has gotten John stuck in prison, that John's not going anywhere, which is apparently exactly what the mysterious man wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, I will save it for later because it's my quote of the week. But the bizarre, strange person proceeds to eat the consulate. Yes. Yeah. This guy who you think, geez, that guy's creepy, becomes more creepy by unhinging his face and that distended jaw eating the British consulate. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I guess being a bad guy in Mexico really pays off. Boy, I mean that that is where you go apparently. Man, oh man. So um then everybody's in prison. Right. Even Anne-Marie shows up to say, I convinced them I'm here to help with some spiritual healing. Right. And brings John a nice change of clothes because who wants to wear that bloody mess all for the whole episode? Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, and there's one thing that we forgot to mention uh, that it, it, because it pays out later. 
Uh, Chaz is breaking into the prison with a few things. That's why he needs Zed to walk in with her giant bag oh, of goodies. Yes. Is they've got a tape recorder with John dealing with exorcisms in 50 different languages. And the dagger, the purba. A big stabby knife. Uh, that Peruvian? Is, is that what uh, it was? I believe it was. Peruvian purba. Mm, something okay. like that. And it is kind of the last resort cure because it cures John in so much as it kills the demon inside him by also killing John. Yes. So in case of emergency, use Perba. <laughs> Break glass, use Perba. Yeah. Uh, and from there, they manage to get John into a place where they're going to do the exorcism. The holy gym. That was one of those moments where I was like, how are these people just running around to the prison unsupervised? Like, oh, we're going to take over the gym now. Exactly what I was thinking so much of this episode. I was like, are there four guards in this whole prison? (laughs) Right. But I love that this is where we, you know, we knew it was going to have to happen. I was just surprised, like, that it was going to be in this whole other room. Okay, now we're going to use this room of the prison. Like, why not stay there in the morgue? But, But it's okay. It's totally fine. It was totally fine. (laughs) And as you can imagine, the attempted exorcism goes poorly. Right. Uh, Complete with a guest appearance by the tempter. Yeah. We meet the strange, mysterious man again, who turns out to be none other than the serpent from the Garden of Eve himself, the tempter. Yeah. Fabulous. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, one of my favorite parts of the episode was the special effects revolving around the tempter. Yes. The way that he changed form, uh, just kind of turning into a writhing mass of snakes, and then when the snakes go away, he's a completely different person. Yes. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Very cool. And then they start the whole exorcism. Yep. Uh, it gets interrupted by the tempter. Yep. And, and Anne-Marie yeah. does her best. Mm-hmm. Only thing she can think to do, she takes the purba mm-hmm. and uses it on the tempter instead of Don John. Yep. Which is fabulous because then I did love he basically turns into a bunch of snakes and disappears. Right. Which made me go, I don't know that the tempter's actually dead. Right. I think he was just kind of discorporated. He's no longer there. I think so too. But I bet he could come back. And I really hope so because he was neat. Well, and if he's working with the brujeria. Right. Which he very, very clearly states he is. Right. That, you know, there's a good chance that we could see that guy again. One of my favorite moments. Easy and Vunche. I like that we're building a team of the big bad right for us to fight against one of the moments i loved in this episode is when the tempter shows up and he says you know i came here to kill you john but now i realize all i have to do is wait and you won't be my enemy you'll be my ally right it's like uh oh so they want pazuzu on the team as well so all of that fight happens yep Chaz dies. Chaz dies again, <laughs> right? Uh, oh yeah, I, that's when that's it, when he died. That's when he died. Yep. I had I had bilocated that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Marie and I are really tight. Mm. I've got that bilocation thing, um, and that's when he dies and wakes up in the body bag, which was fabulous. It's one of my favorite moments, right? It's hot as hell in here. <laughs> and they come up with a plan to get John out of there, which works with one of my favorite little moments in the oh episode. Oh my god. And I loved, here's what I loved about this. They come up with a plan to get out of there, right? Yes, they realize that John's chances of an exorcism will go better 
if he's in Jasper's place yes. because it may weaken the bond between John and the demon. Yes, because Jasper's place has so many uh, spells and uh, holy artifacts and whatnot and blah, 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 right. mumbo jumbo. And they realize that John is on is uh, John himself says, I'm holding on by a thread. He is barely John at this point. Mm-hmm. And they realize their best chances of, you know, because Jazz even says, even if we get out of here, it's 24 hours to get back to the two to the Jaspers. Yeah. And yep. there's you know, no way we're, we're going to make it. So they figure out a way to suppress John and the demon for a while and buy themselves some time. Right. As is readily available at most prisons. Let's get a little black tar horse. So they shoot John up with some heroin. They sure do. Thanks. Julio's very helpful again. And you know what? There is a moment there that I loved. And I just want to point out because I thought it was a really lovely moment is when Anne-Marie, it's Anne-Marie and John, and John yeah. is expressing his, you know, Anne-Marie is expressing her concern that this is going to, this is going to kill John. Yes. And he says, well, if I have to go, I'll be riding the greatest high ever next to the first love of my life. Yep. It was a really sweet little moment. Loved it. Because we never see that side of it. Nope. Very rarely. And it was great to see it and see what it did for the two of them. And it's the, it was It's that the seed of moment. the forgiveness. Yeah. And that's partly why I have hope in my heart for seeing Anne-Marie in the future. Please, please. You know? So their plan works pretty well. Yeah. They start, because apparently getting out of Mexican prison is pretty easy. Well, and, you know, the, it's it's a doctor and a nun. And, of course, they're going to be pushing the dead body out. So everyone respects that. Until Chaz realizes right. that the guard at the gate <laughs> is the guard whose nose he broke and is fairly confident the guard will recognize him. And then I loved... You know, again, this episode, I thought just the strength of the writing, everyone did a good job of using what they had. Yep. You know, Zed is a con artist, used her, hey, I could pass as a hooker if I wanted to, abilities. Chaz, I can resurrect whenever, I can take a beating. Uh, here we go. That's how he gets in. That's how they get out, right? Right. The, uh, and Anne Marie has this ability to bilocate and. So it wasn't some random go light that truck on fire right. or something distraction. It was in a varied, hurried, hum, we have no choice. What do we each have? I can do this. And she bilocates a naked version of herself over to the other side of the courtyard and everyone is distracted by it. And the funny thing is because we've seen Anne-Marie out of the habit so rarely at this point, yep. I actually didn't realize it was her at first. I was like, wow, what what luck that there's this naked woman outside of the prison going, oh, it's Anne-Marie. Right, yeah. She g- grabs her cross, does some <laughs> quiet whispering down in there, activates her superpower, you know. And there she is, and topless. Topless, covering herself up. Help saying, me, help me, somebody stole my money and my clothes. Oh, can somebody help? I know it's crazy that I'm here. And I love, she was wonderful in that scene. And also it was a completely different accent from her bridge. Yes, you know, it sure was. Which was, it was, it was sort of like the ditzy American tourist so who was funny. over in the corner. Oh gosh, I'm naked. You know, and, and we I, actually see the guard. He doesn't immediately give in. Right. There's a lot of like, I should be watching the prisoners, but right. there is half-naked sure. woman sure. over there. And then, so that works, and I loved it. I thought I just thought that was clever Great. and fun and, on the part of the writers and the characters. Yes, you know, absolutely. Which was nice. Uh, so they get out. They get John back to... They get funky. I mean... The, <laughs> get down, get... They get, get back to Jasper's, and... 
we have a great exorcism scene. Oh, man. Possessed John was one of the best parts of this episode. Absolutely. And I want, like Matt I said, Ryan crushed that. I man. Thought. And, I, you know, I've seen, especially in the last few years, the demonic possession thing has been really popular in horror movies. I've seen a lot of the people acting possessed stuff. And it just... It doesn't always do it for me. Ava Green did it on Penny Dreadful, and it was terrifying and amazing, but it's rarely that good. This was one of the best ones I've seen, where I am legitimately have moments of, I'd love it if he stopped looking at me right now. That is really freaking me out. Right. And I loved the dialogue in that scene where, you know, she says to everyone, remember, he's not who he is. Right. Don't listen to him. But then the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just awful. And it's the worst kind of awful because it's all true. Right. And that's what was great about it was yep. watching them all just go, okay, okay, that's not, I can't deal, I can't deal, I can't deal. And then in a, in a great turn of events, you know, Anne Marie's the one who has to do the exorcism because she's the only other one with the faith right. to do it. And even she winds up doubting herself. I will say... <laughs> I will say, as much as I liked that, I did find her moment of self-doubt and the brief pep talk from Zed. A little easy? A little easy. Yeah, I did too. You know, uh, there's there's a part of me that- It turns out the magic was in you all along kind of right? moment. I was like, oh, Everybody just claps sakes. hard enough, Tinkerbell lives. Right. And I just kind of went, oh, I could have, I could have, I could have actually done without that and yep. just let Anne-Marie- you know, let them say, no, you have to do it. You're the only one. John tell, says you have to do this. And see, I, I could have dealt with her sucking it up and just doing it. And there was but, a part of me that was hoping because it turned into this whole, no, you just have to forgive yourself moment. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just, it's been done. It's been done so many times. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping I would, I would have loved to see her realize that <clears throat> the thing that could save John is the part of herself that she's hated for so long, which is the part that understands magic. Yes. And I thought it would be really interesting to see her go, okay, if I'm going to save my friend, my former love, I have to embrace both sides of myself, both the spiritualist and the magician. Right. Yeah, very much so. I thought that would have been a nice touch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They should probably hire me to write the episode. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> so, so ultimately, the exorcism works. Yep. Matt Ryan's great in that scene. And... We sort of get a reset. Yeah. Back to everybody's in the mill house. Manny is there looking down on John. They have a nice little eye contact moment. So we believe that things are okay, question mark. Harold Perrineau is one of those actors who can really sell moments without dialogue. He's wonderful. He's really good at it. Yep. And I love that. Just based on that moment, we know that Manny's coming back and, oh, yeah. you know, we're going to continue on with this team. Uh, I'm sad that Henry leaves. Yeah, John tried to get her to stick around. Yeah. But she wouldn't. Yeah. And we'll see if she Please come comes back, back ever. We love you. But I hope so. Um, what else happens? The little wrap up from Anne-Marie telling Zed to get out. Yes. Tell, Wish someone had she, said that to me before. Yeah, she basically tells John, tell, tells Zed to tell John about the people who tried to kidnap her. Yep. And the whole thing, and then get out. Yep. Uh, and it was a nice moment, and I think Zed heard her, but I think Zed also has decided she's stronger than that and is staying. And I think Zed knows that she needs John. If she's going to defeat 
whatever this thing that is going on with her, Tony and I totally know what it is, <laughs> uh, that she's going to need John's help. Yeah, sure. And I think a lot of people who watch the show are watching it because they know what it is. Yeah, but, you absolutely. Know, yeah. Um, we won't get into it for those of you who don't want to be spoiled, though. But then we end with John warning everybody, listen, this was awful, but it's just the beginning because things are getting bad, which sort of sets up the next four episodes. And with a little luck, seasons two, three, and four and five, but let's see. Yep. You know. Uh, Very excited for next week's episode, uh, yes. if I may say. Uh, a couple things are not really spoilery. Um, the next episode is Chaz-centric. Very much. And we, we've known that for a little while, but also uh, Charles Halford confirmed it again over the break with uh, in an interview where he talked about the fact that episode 10 deals with Chaz, his family. How he became what he is. Yep. And, and what he is, which will be fun to find out. And as I was watching the preview again and I was doing a little bit of reading, uh, guess who appears is the villain of the next week's episode, Tony? Your mom. My mother is a saint. Yeah, but she would be a great villain in Constantine. <laughs> You're walking the line, son. You're walking the line. <laughs> Hang on, I got her on speed dial. Let me get her. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, I why would your mother's number be in my phone? That's crazy. What? Don't look at my screensaver. All right, keep going. <laughs> you are no longer my friend, sir. <laughs> the villain of next week's episode is DC Classic. Felix Faust. Felix Faust, who we will talk much about next week. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. and uh, Classic DC villain. It's not spoilery to say that he's coming. I think it's okay. Right. Well, uh, we'd already talked about it in right. uh, the last ep- or our last episode. In the dance party hiatus. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward on all levels to that episode. Yeah, very much. Uh, so I think that wraps up episode discussion, Joe. Let's do it. There was a lot about this episode that I liked. I wish it hadn't quite done a reset back to... And now everything's fine. Yeah. Although, you know, only... And maybe that's just because I wanted further development with Manny over the last couple episodes in terms of be a part of the group or don't. I wanted Anne-Marie to stick around. Ah, me too. But let's see what happens because we... They may surprise us. There's still so much room for question at this point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And the other thing that I want to mention before we go today, everybody, listen, Golden Spiral Media, the producers of this here podcast and many others, which you can find at goldenspiralmedia.com, they are up for the podcast awards, which is a wonderful thing that happens every year, right? And uh, you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com. And right on their homepage is a big story about the 2015 Podcast Awards and a link to it. And Golden Spiral Media has several things that are up there. Uh, we There are um, podcast categories for People's Choice, Best Produced, General Category, the Entertainment Category. Uh, and uh, please jump in there. And we are hoping... Uh, Based on the way that the Goldsboro Media podcast downloads have gone, there are specific ones that uh, GSM is promoting. And so those are uh, Aero Squad, Stuff I Learned Yesterday, and The Blacklist Exposed. Uh, Not 
the devil you know, but that's... Don't think we didn't notice that. Right? That's totally fine. We'll be over here. No, it's because... Single tear rolling uh, down my cheek. The, 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 the highest um, downloads and the shows that have the most watching and listening totally. are the ones that have the most... Uh, opportunity to win. Of course. And it would be great for Golden Sparrow Media to be recognized in this way. So if you get a chance, go to goldensparrowmedia.com and check out the podcast awards and uh, use the click-throughs to cast your votes, please. So, everybody, thanks so much. Next week, another great episode. Joe and I can't wait to be back here with you. We'll have uh, some other news about other potential podcast things that Joe and I might be involved in soon. Ooh. Has nothing to do with that sound effect whatsoever. It absolutely but, does. But but we're gonna do some stuff anyway. And uh, thanks again. Remember, feedback is awesome. And please, we want to hear from you. And you know who else wants to hear from you? NBC. Absolutely. If you love John and if you love Constantine, let's hear your voice. Shout it from the rooftops. Let's get the show a season two, shall we? Let them know. Uh, let NBC know. And uh, if you check out the Facebook page, there's the links to the Twitter feeds where it's useful to post Save Constantine. And hey, NBC, give us season two and things like that. And use the hashtag Save Constantine uh, movement to try and raise awareness. Uh, it was great. Again, this week, Save Constantine was trending on Twitter during the episode. And we hope NBC sees a lot more of that. Yes. And that's it. GoldenSparrowMedia.com slash feedback is where you can leave your thoughts on this podcast as well as all of the podcasts there. And please call the hotline because we want to hear your voice because uh, uh, Joe and I talk a lot. Seriously, if I can do a podcast with a voice that has been turned into raw hamburger. We want to hear you leave some feedback. Totally. 304-837-2278. Let us know what you think. I promise your voices are better than mine. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Are you a podcaster who loves creating great content but gets overwhelmed by the audio editing process? Are you a business professional or an entrepreneur that wants to start a podcast but aren't sure where to begin? You need Pro Podcast Solutions. Pro Podcast Solutions has a robust suite of services to equip podcasters and help podcasters create better content than ever before. Visit ProPodcastSolutions.com today and find out how you can get your first episode produced for free. That's ProPodcastSolutions.com.